You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out about our pod brethren and how to join our new Discord group and support the show at greenlitpodcast.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod, respectively. Alrighty, let's go. Alright, welcome to the Spirit Hunters panel on Tagashi and all things Hunter Hunter, Yu Hakusho, Level E. I think we're just gonna do those to the first two, right? Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to talk about Level E, I'm here. Uh, if anyone wants to talk about Level E, I'm here, but like, I highly doubt you came for that. Yeah. So today we're gonna be talking about some fun things about the animes and do fun little uh, games about how people will respond to the COVID situation. So why don't we? Want to introduce ourselves first? Oh yeah, let's introduce ourselves. That's probably a good idea. I'm Patrick. I am one of the co-hosts of the Spirit Hunters, a podcast dedicated to all things Tagashi, Hunter Hunter, Yu Hakusho, Level E eventually, and then sometimes Kung Pound to the Fist and Sea Lab 2021 for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. Uh, we're weird people. Anyways, next is Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm also one of the hosts. Uh, we didn't really say anything to say beyond that, but uh, I've been a big fan of Yu Hakusho since I was like 12, and uh, turns out my cousins in the Philippines also were, but when they saw it back in Asia. And I'm Hannah, I am one of the co-hosts as well, and Woo! when I have time, I act as our graphic designer, so I do our logos and Like you said, we cover all of his works and everything that influences him. So, JoJo, um, person influenced uh, the, the Fist of the North Star, um, just a lot of different shows. You probably know a lot more than me, Joe. A lot of horror movies, it turns out. Tagashi is actually like a big fan of the work that the person who made The Ring did before they made The Ring. So, yeah, there's a lot of horror movie references in his work, including the H.R. Giger. So, you ever seen the Dark Tournament, the uh, second stadium, for instance, looks uh, like a lot of human parts. I'll put it that way. It's kind of like that movie Extends, if yeah. you guys ever watched that. It's very like the movie Extends. <laughs> no, it's Extends. I hate you. That's a. Anyways. So, um, yeah, so not here, but. And they're here in our hearts, is our other co host. They're not dead, by the way. They're not dead. They're just in our hearts. But um, there's Megan and Sarah and Tommy, who's our editor, and he's been doing an awesome job editing our episodes in the past, like, six months, right? Yeah, about six months. Yeah. Dang, it's been a while. Yeah. I haven't seen that song. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Yohaku Show. What used to be our podcast name in the very beginning, so... Real quick, who here is a fan of Yohaku Show? Ye
Watch your fans. <laughs> you watch fans. Yeah. So, this is a kind of a long blurb, but long story short, you have a 14 year old delinquent who decides to basically play with this kid, make him happy, do some, you know, funky hijinks on the street, and then he gets hit by a car and he dies. So. Best but, intro to everything. The yeah. First five minutes of the show, we didn't spoil anything. <laughs> but, anyways. He gets a second chance in life, and then he has to become a spirit detective and fight demons and stuff. As you do. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what that's what I that's what I do if I get hit by a car. That's just my personal opinion, but you know, it's mine and mine alone. So it's a solid rehab plan. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this expanded for about three seasons from nineteen. I guess anime wise. Yeah, it depends how you count the seasons, but yeah, approximately. In the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the late 2000s and stuff. Yeah, it, it came back to in the, the States. Yeah. yeah, and it came in the late 2000s, and of course, you probably watched it and watched the Doctor about 25,000 times as they reran it. It was a saga of its day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Maybe even better. No, I'm just joking. Probably not. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the creator of Yu Hakusho is, of course. Oh, the creator of Yu Hakusho. The, the characters of Yu Hakusho. Okay, sorry. My eyes are broken today, so ignore me. We've got Yusuke Yurameshi. He is a loudmouth teen who gets killed and brought, and is a spirit detective by a baby that gets that gets spanked by a giant demon guy that's, that gets based off of God. I don't know, probably you know more he's about the God. Of, uh, he's based off of uh, King Enma from uh, Hindu and Buddhist mythology, who is this character who's basically the judge of the dead. Um, there's a lot more there, but I'll leave it at that. It's fun stuff. All right, so the next person we got is Kuwabara, who is Yusuke's best friend, or I guess frenemy. Would you say friendly is probably a good term for that? Start friendly. I would say um, reluctant friendship that's one-sided until down the line, but it's actually a good friendship. Fair enough. Yeah. That, makes, that makes sense. There's plenty of sense. But yeah, basically is just a, a all-around good guy, even though he is a bit, uh, a bit on the dim-witted side. Is that, is that a good way to put it? Yeah, he, he can be. He's very much like an uh, earnest dude who just isn't book smart at the beginning. So is it like Ernest from that movie? No, I've never joking. seen it. Don't watch it. Uh, anyways, the next character is Kurama, basically a thousand-year-old demon. He's best boy, right? Oh yeah, definitely best boy <coughs> ever and ever and ever. Even though some people like Hiei more, but I think Kurama is the best one. That's fair enough. We, we, we definitely have a bias for Hiei, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, basically he's a thousand-year-old demon that possesses a 14-year-old boy's body. I literally don't even know where to start on that and the connotations around that. Maybe, Joe, you'd like to explain some of the connotations about that? It's actually a bit weirder than that, because he actually originally possesses a fetus and then gets born into the human world. So uh, he grows up as a human and kind of like has a rebirth and kind of better understands human culture and like the human spirit because of it. Yeah. I, I was going to quote a movie, but I don't know what it's based on, so I'm just going to skip that entirely. Just ignore me. Anyways, the next character is probably the edgiest edge lord of all edge edging. Uh, well, that, was that, 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 that was bad. That was bad. Basically, basically a, originally a villain for the show who turned good and good in quotation marks. Was that about twelve quotation marks? Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. A Vegeta, if he liked killing a lot more and never became good and had a kid. No, I mean, wait. I, I was gonna say he, he becomes 
good, but like not in the same way. Like their character, him and Vegeta diverge as character archetypes as the time goes on, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, he's like he's probably gonna murder a lot more people than Vegeta did later on, though. You're not wrong. Gotcha. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, I would say he stays like chaotic neutral throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But then you know, like most chaotic neutrals. If they like someone, they'll stick by them for the most part. So that's how I think it works out with PA. So yeah. Exactly. No, can't do. I would definitely say he's one of those characters that exhibits like a difference between like ethics versus morality. Like he's a very honorable person, but he doesn't really care about the morality of things. So like. For instance, if he owed you a debt, he would repay it. That's like very ethical, but he might just kill some people to get there, so not exactly moral. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, love overlap and definitely overlap and stuff in that nature. I don't know what I was just saying about that. Uh, there, there's more characters too. There is, of course, Botan, which is literally just the Grim Reaper that looks like an anime girl. Blue hair, basically, you know, best girl in Grim Reaper, and he and really handles the spirit, the spirit detectives, and making sure they don't kill. Everybody, most people, I don't know, what do you think? Um, yeah, he's there to help people feel less freaked out that they're dead, basically, and she does it with a bubblegum cute attitude, and when she's in human form, she has great 90s fashion. Fashion queen, honestly. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, did you want to talk about uh, Biscuit, I mean, uh, Ginkai? Oh, no, I wanted to bring something in about Botan. So, something interesting about her is that she kind of, uh, if you watch sports anime, she definitely fills in the manager type role, but with like a bit more personality and agency than like those types of characters are usually assigned. Fair enough. Fair enough. And of course the next character is, like I said, Biska, uh, sorry, uh, Genkai. Genkai, Genkai, the... Foreshadowing. Yes, foreshadowing. The trainer of, uh, basically, I don't know, did you technically train Kurabara as well? You uh, she did briefly, but briefly. it wasn't, like, she didn't, she, he wasn't a successor. Yeah, she, so she, she basically trains Yusuke as her successor after a giant tournament where there's literally, I don't know how to describe it, just crazy tournaments, people fighting, like, people with, like, swastikas on their head. It's really crazy. Okay, one, the swastika is the Buddhist one. No, no, don't worry about that. Uh, but there is a dude whose name is Chinpo, and I will not explain that any further. Fair enough. It could be like Quattro Pagina or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that, something like that. Something like that, something like that. Something like that. But yeah, and the next character is, of course, Kalema that we talked about. Literally a baby, but is a couple thousand years old, a couple hundred thousand years old. I don't know. Did you want to talk a little bit about? Boss baby, the animal. <laughs> oh my god. Why do we do that photoshop? We really should. Um, also, he <laughs> is like the son of a bigger god who is a lot more scary, and Kwanma has, well, it makes a defiance towards his scary god dad, but also really scared of him, and so constant threats of spanking, constant threats of times out, and he also likes to take out his anger on his poor ogre assistant George, which is not always cool, but is a running gag. And yeah, he has another form other than being a baby. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you guys have ever heard the expression, a certain word goes downhill, rolls downhill. That's basically how spirit world bureaucracy works in Yuhok Show, where people at the top of the heap just like you know take it out on their like superiors, which goes lower and lower. Just a weird treatise on uh, office culture in Japan, accidentally. It's a, it's like the trickle down economics, yeah. yes. except without the economics part. It's it trickle down torture. Yeah. Okay. That works. Down. 
But uh, anyways, and then the last sketch we want to talk about in feature is, of course, the Big Bad Tagoro Brothers, which everyone probably saw from the tournament arc and a little bit later and the chapter black and a small, small part of it. But basically, they are uh, two brothers that are, I don't know how to really describe, maybe you can describe them I can. What if you took the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Twins and replaced Danny DeVito with Freddy Krueger? You now have the Tagoro Brothers. Yeah, that's pretty much an accurate description, so they're basically just hired by another big bad and one of the first seasons of Rescue Eugene arc, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, they get hired to stop and defend her, and then later on, they, they thought they killed them, but they brought them back through the power of ma anime and magic, I think is the proper term, and uh, it turns out they have a big connection. Uh, I guess spoilers, he, uh, younger Tagoro, who is of course the bigger one, as you can tell, that's usually how it works. Yep. Uh, he is, uh, he is... He was romantically involved with Ginkai in a really strange and weird way. And 50 was, years ago. 50 years ago, but uh, he's looking pretty good for 50, not gonna lie. What do you think? He'd be approximately 70. I mean, looking good for 70. No, he's looking very good for 70. The <laughs> man works uh, out, you can tell. Do you have any thoughts on the Taboro brothers and their creepiness? Uh, just that the elder one is... Like, seriously, the worst thing ever, and if you ever watch Chapter Black, you're gonna get even more annoyed with him than you were with the Dark Tournament. And that, yeah, these two, the reason why we picked these two out of all the other villains, I feel like they're the more most well-known Yohakusho villains, for sure. Probably. Yeah, I mean, they're in the Shonen Jump video game, so that's pretty telling that they're pretty, pretty iconic. iconic. Did, did they put the villain of season three in eventually? I think they might have. No, they never did. They didn't, really? No. Oh, well, he, he's just too OP, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, he, he looked too much, he looked too much a D&D &D character towards the end of it. Yeah, at the end of it, he kind of looks like, what if, what if you took the bananas and pajamas but made them into, like, semi-armor? <laughs> it's really weird. Oh my gosh. So, with that, we're now gonna be talking about Hunter Hunter! So who here is a Hunter Hunter fan? I think that's probably more of the people. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured, that's what I figured. Not Hunter x Hunter, just get that straight. Hunter times Hunter, Hunter's cross product, Hunter, Hunter multiplication tables. Hunter Hunter, that's what, we, that's what it is. So, that is Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter is about Golden Freak, who decides to become a hunter and take the hunter exam in order to follow his dad, who he's never met before in his life, who actually became a hunter at his age. So he goes on this whole journey, meeting friends along the way, and making a lot of enemies, and going through a lot of shit, lack of a better word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, going through a lot of shoes, let's go. A lot of shoes. A lot of stuff, yeah. But it, it's kind of funny if you think about it, you brought up the father thing. I mean, Yu Hakusho, sorry, Hunter is about John going to try to find his father, while Yu Hakusho is about Yusuke trying to beat up his father. Is that a pretty accurate description? It's not about him trying to beat up his father, it's more about him having a series of father figures that he has weird relationships with, sometimes beating them up, sometimes sometimes mourning their death. It's, it's unclear, but uh, a big theme of uh, Togashi's work is fatherhood, and this is odd because if we looked into it, he's, in good, he's on good terms with his mom and dad. He has explained the reason that this is a constant theme is because it's way easier to have shonen adventures when your parents are either dead or in an antagonistic relationship with yourself. It's a very Disney-style choice. Yeah, that's pretty common in a lot of anime. I mean, if you think about it, name an anime that has really a mother and father that are just like sort of just like stable in there. I the only I really can't really think I can think of like any. Ash Ketchum. Wait, no, the dad's not there. What dad, Mr. Mime? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened to his dad? 
Don't worry. Don't worry about it. it. His dad, Entei? Oh, yeah, his, his sister, <laughs> His stepdad. Okay, his stepdad, stepdad, Entei, anyway. <laughs> that was a podcast episode, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to the characters of Hunter Hunter. There's a lot. Oh, oh uh, I actually had a legitimate question. Do you guys know, like, the background of the logo and the title? Why it has an X if it's pronounced Hunter Hunter? Oh, okay, so the... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, the X in like a lot of Japanese pop culture, not so much language, so much as pop culture, is just seen as a conjunction, and it's it's up to the individual property holder how they want to use it. And like so, the X actually, if you look at it, it's not a Unicode letter X. It's like a like cross symbol, which is a slightly different character, and that's like a purposeful choice, so it renders differently. But like for instance, there's a manga I think called Romeo, spelled X Juliet, but it's really Romeo and Juliet. That's how it's pronounced. So it's an ambiguous conjunction that can be used different ways. Yeah, it's either that or Tagashi was an elite gamer and liked to put X's and tails to make it cooler. Yeah, Dark Smoke Puncher Hunter Hunter. Yeah, that's 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 that was the that was the working title, but he decided to name it that instead because his editors did not like it. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go on to the characters of Hunter Hunter. There's a lot of them, and you got a lot to cover. So of course, we got the first one is Best Boy Gone, a 12 year old who basically. Uh, basically lives on an island with Aunt Mito, and his father and mother are nowhere to be found. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of uh, the atypical anime relationship with parents. So basically, he uh, goes on an adventure to find his father, and uh, I guess just, really just to find an adventure. I'm, I'm not really, I always thought it was just more him looking for an adventure. Maybe you, you guys think differently? Um, I think, honestly, it's a, using, finding his father is kind of almost an excuse. It's, the purpose is to find his father, the high key is to prove himself and have uh, no. There's a little bit of a darker idea as well. He mentions it in the show, but he says something to the effect of like, I want to meet my dad so I can ask him why he abandoned me. What's so cool about being a hunter that it's cool enough to abandon your son? Yeah! Basically. Hunter, hunter, in a nutshell. But anyways. My favorite episode of Mori. Exactly. Oh, uh, okay, so the next character is, of course, Killua, who is a 12-year-old assassin. Yeah, 12-year-old assassin, that's not, uh, not a joke. But he basically, uh, his parents tortured him, electrocuted him, uh, uh, basically trained to be a killer assassin to kill people and just, you know, be deceptive. I don't know, maybe you can give a better description. I was going to say, y'all read uh, that profile years ago about a woman named Amy Chua and the idea of, like, Asian tiger parents? Imagine that, but times 10 trillion. It's just like, oh yeah, we're the most hover parents, and we're going to train you the hardest possible. You're literally going to, it's, it's, a, real, it's a real dark time. It's, it's really weird by, what are your head thoughts on Killua? Um, I agree with all that, but then he discovers the power of friendship. And things slowly start to change, and the character growth is a chef's kiss for him. That's all you gotta say, so, yeah. Best I can see why, with most people, he's best boy, so, justified completely. And then we have Zarapika, Zarapika's revenge. <laughs> well, that's basically, he's revenge. That's his whole character, it's just revenge. But basically, he is the last surviving member of the Kurta clan, who were known for their scarlet red eyes, and they were hunted for it, basically, and slaughtered. All that good, angsty, good stuff right there. And then he basically goes on the street to find the phantom troop members who killed his clan members. And yeah, there's a whole arc with it, a lot of character growth, 
guess. I don't know. Is it much growth or is it more like just agony? Exactly, sure. There's a lot going on in the current manga that is not covered in the anime so far, with, with Kurapika specifically. Exactly, and it's, it's definitely a sadness, because we'll talk about later about our willing, our wants for more Hunter is unquenchable. Unquenchable? Unquenchable, and it's balanced with a desire for Yojiro Tagashi to be healthy, so... Exactly. It's, it's a weird answer. But yeah, please live Tagashi, we want more Hunter, but we want you to live. But we also want you to be happy. Uh, we want you to live. Anyways, so well, the next one we're going to talk about is, of course, uh, Leoria, who I guess he's the parallel, parallel opposite of best boy and probably uh, even going towards the worst boy category. Maybe you want to explain? He's a combination. He's a problematic fave. He's a combination. He's a problematic fave. Fair enough. Friends, so I will give him that for sure. So. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit time to warm up. Uh, we don't see him quite a lot, so it's probably for the best. But uh, yeah, those are the characters, and as you can see, there's definitely lots of parallels between Yu Hakusho and that, where it literally is almost one to one for some characters, like Gone being. We'll jump into the, it. Uh, later slide. Oh, you're doing later slide? Okay, yeah, we'll do that. My bad. No worries. And then, of course, we have the problematic, or he's problematic, uh, Hisoka. The much more problematic, much more fave character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, I guess the be best way to describe him is that imagine <laughs> if he was really into insane clown posse assassination and got turned on by battle is the best way I can explain it. It's basically, what if I became the Joker? <laughs> exactly. He, he put on his Joker face and just, you know, he, he's Jared Leto. Anyways, what do you, what do you think on No, he's Cesar Romero. Come on. Yeah, oh, I would say... He is very, very frustrating to watch because the thing he says and the things he does is so, ugh. But then when he takes off his shirt, you're like, ugh. And it's just like that moment, you're conflicted between what's in your mor morals in your mind and what you're feeling. I like the wording of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yes, but yeah, uh, the Exactly, and definitely, uh, definitely a fave, weirdly from fans. I don't know why, but you know. Oh, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about like some properties of this man? Oh yeah, uh, rubber and I think oh, what's the other one? Uh, I think it's gum. Gum, I gum, think, gum I think yeah. Gum, <laughs> gum. Properties of rubber and gum. Yeah, all right. I have the properties of not liking the character, but anyways, no. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the next one is uh, is biscuits or 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 biscuit or some other weird pronunciation for biscuit. Basically, biscuit, you know. bis, yeah. Uh, basically, Genkai. I mean, uh, man, I keep doing that. Uh, biscuit is a trainer, basically, of of Gon and Killa during the uh, the Kaimit, uh, no, uh, the, the Green Island arc. Sorry, I'm dropping ahead of myself there a little bit. But yeah, he is, uh, she is probably, at least my, in my opinion, my favorite character, and definitely is probably, uh, it's like an enhanced Genkai almost to me. What do you think? Uh, she's like, what if one of the relationships we talked about earlier had consummated and had a child? Yeah, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty much uh, on point without spoiling anything. But what are your thoughts on Biscuit? Um, other than that, I really like her. I hope when I'm her age, well, I don't want to look that young, but yeah. I hope I'm <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
She's 50, and she looks like she's 10, so pretty envious. Good skincare routine, for sure. Exactly. She developed an entire power to help take care of her like mind and body. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can't ask for more than that, right? Yeah. And then of course the the, the next problematic fave. It's a lot of problematic faves. Yeah, this is weird. Do you want to introduce him? I think he's one of your favorite characters. Uh, yeah. So the next character is uh, Quill Lucilfer. It's an interesting spelling, uh, but long story short, he's the leader of the Phantom Trooper, this world's Akatsuki. Um, he led the expedition that killed uh, Kurapika's people. So uh, you know, genocide for profit. That's kind of what he's into, I guess. But additionally, they're mostly thieves. They just don't care about like who they kill. Etc. They're very interesting characters because he is very clearly supposed to be like parallel universe evil Jesus. Because him and the Phantom Trooper are organized as like basically Jesus and the Apostles. And it's sort of interesting how Togashi deals with them because they are characters who are incredible friends with each other but terrible to everyone else. And so a lot of the drama of the series comes from like how can these people who are like horrible monsters be so kind and good to each other. Yeah, it's a really definitely weird dynamic relationship between the the Phantom Troop and how they act and how they react to losing members, where they get very very angry. Weirdly enough, it's like, why'd you kill him? You shouldn't have done that. Makes didn't, sense. Didn't you kill an entire village? Yeah, but it's different though, right? That, that's how real murderers are. Though. Yeah, so I, I guess on point on point development, and then of course the the last but not least, uh, Illumi, who is the brother of Kila and. Uh, Definitely, he uh, is in a, I guess the, the closest thing I can, the way to describe him in a, nor in a weird way is that he's in a relationship with Hisoka, so that should be really enough to describe uh, that character. <laughs> There's more there, like he's also, in, he also has like a very weirdly codependent and torturous and abusive relationship with his younger brother that he sees as a form of secondary parenting, so take that as you will. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's like hover, hover parenting except on a completely messed up level. Yeah. Completely messed up. You want to talk a little bit Yeah, it's a, he seems like the type of brother that you would not tell like any of your secrets to, but you would find out anyway because you would <laughs> Find your diary under oh. your bed, and then rip out every page and paste it all over your wall to expose all your secrets, but in a way to develop character. Yes, the develop character. He would also then kill your crush, because you're not allowed to have a crush. Not until mom and dad say so. Yeah. Yes, and he would be monitoring you with a needle that's impl implanted inside of your head. Yeah, he's got some crazy acupuncture powers. Exactly, and uh, he's also known as Guitar Rocker. Oh, yeah. So earlier uh, earlier he enters a contest under a pseudonym where his name like is usually translated as Gita Rocker, but like if you look at the if you look at the katakana it's probably actually guitar rocker, but whatever. Yeah, we don't really trust Shigashi on, on the way that on, names are romanized. Oh yeah, he romanizes things very weirdly. Like he spelled Krolo without any vowels, like in a way that looks kinda like Welsh if any of you are familiar with that language. It's real weird. It's, it's a, it's a weird, weird, uh, weird uh, decision making, but hey, we can't fucking Tagashi. Alright, so next, uh, do you want to do the thing? Oh, I see a question. Sorry. I didn't realize that there's the guitar element. Is there any other like rock or like things for a movie, or is it just that one-off thing? Oh, it's just that one-off thing, and I, I honestly don't think there's necessarily. Oh, it's that one-off thing. I don't necessarily think there's like a deep meaning there. I just think it's like one of those puns that didn't come across, such as like. 
I'm trying to think of some other examples. Oh, like the character Razor during the dodgeball game, that's actually an alternate name for a type of baseball pitch that is mentioned in the 1999 anime. So like there's like weird references like that that are never translated well, but like how could you? Like there's just like two weird deep cuts or like, you know, you can definitely miss things like that if they're puns. I thought his name was Laser. Oh. Also, yeah, in a fan sub, they thought his name was Laser because Japanese has a LR, like one, one letter for both things. And uh, so because of that, like old fan subs used to refer to Razor as laser. <laughs> you know, laser, blazer, all sorts of azers, dodgeball. Exactly, dodgeball, dodgeball. All right, so why don't we next uh, compare and contrast some of the shows? So do you want to talk a little bit about the comparison? Okay, so with similarities, um, kind of like what we mentioned before, both Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho have themes of fatherhood as well as um, having adult role models and not necessarily only having role models that are your biological parents. I think that's a huge thing to emphasize with a lot of anime in general and TV shows in general. It emphasizes like found families and I think that's true with both Hunter x Hunter and Yohawk show for sure. And obviously kind of like there's I don't know. Once we share the depth, but yeah, kind of have four character, four main characters in both series, and in a lot of ways they parallel each other. And um, yeah, kind of like both have a lot of supernatural and like martial arts elements combined together. And then um, kind of like the there's like conceptual and physical like um, like physical expansion of like the known world kind of a lot of world building um Yule Hakusho is set in the unless you want to kind of like say, yeah yeah I, I wrote that one sorry for not explaining it well but basically as the series goes on they talk about different ways of interpreting the same world they're living in like basically as more is known people recontextualize the world they grew up in and kind of like better understand like history and like how certain things that happened like were either worse or better than they thought um, I cannot explain that without really spoiling some stuff, but um, Yu Hakusho definitely has some recontextualization when you find out more about the characters later in the series. And Hunter x Hunter does similarly post-anime, it's the final episode of the anime where they mention like, hey, there's more places to go. And it's, it's just really interesting, I love the, I, I guess the, the crossover, and there's actually even references to characters that are, that are like, like, I guess not really as important, but like, like, to, like um, uh, like when the one character changed hair color in both of the shows. Oh, uh, yeah, that's like a reference between the two shows. So there, we mentioned that the four main characters of each shows are analogs to each other in different ways, but there's also another couple characters in Hunter x Hunter who are also sort of analogs to the main characters of Yu Hawk show. Like for instance, if you guys know, um, that was his name, uh, I want to say Bon Cho, but that's definitely not it. Uh, the Kuwabara looking dude. Kuwabara looking dude? I have no idea. I don't remember his name, but he's one of the dudes in the Nostrad family, and he looks straight up like Kuwabara if Kuwabara had like a 1800s Japanese facial hair. Oh, uh, I know about the, the, the one that does Basho, Basho. Basho, Basho. He's named after a famous uh, haiku poet. That's Yeah, that's how I should remember. Because yeah, he does the haikus. Yeah, because he does haikus. So he's named after a historical one. But he just straight up looks like Kuwabara and acts like him. So if you took Leorio plus Basho, you get Kuwabara, stuff like that. You can do all sorts of weird Hunter Hunter math. Like if you take Kiloa and add and add Phaeton of the Phantom Troop, you get Hiei. Uh, additionally, if you take Kurapika and you add Kite, you get Kurama. Yeah. Hair color change and all. 
Um, except it's reverse, I think. Except reverse, yeah, yeah. And if you take, uh, oh, okay. No, it's not reverse, it's the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So this one's harder, but if you take Gon and then add to Knuckle, you basically, well, no, if you take Gon and Jing, you get Yusuke. And, and if you just take take Knuckle, he's basically just uh, Okiyasu from JoJo Part 4. Yeah. There's all sorts of math you can do with this. Like, you can just do a little bit of algebra and you can come up with your own equations. Come on, guys, let's solve this. Exactly. We're all about math here, guys. Definitely. Even though I failed it. But anyways. <laughs> Matt, I've got a great idea for a podcast. You and me, we watch movies, right? And some of them are kind of bad, and so we make fun of them. But maybe some of them are good. Chris, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And eat snacks. Movie Fighters, an original idea on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, Lassie, what are you doing here? Timmy's in a well. Sequelcast 2 and Friends is a podcast looking at movies in a franchise, one film at a time, like Harry Potter, Hellraiser, and The Hobbit. And sometimes the hosts talk about video games and TV as well. And now it's part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Oh, Lassie, we don't need to rescue Timmy. He likes the well well enough, I guess. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Lassie, I told you to lay off the spoilers. Differences, I mean, there's definitely stuff. Did you want to handle the differences for this one? Uh, yeah, I can go through a couple. Um, so, you have show is set in the real world, while Hunter Hunter is basically set in an alternate world that's kind of like our world. For instance, there's a York New instead of New York. Um, you know, so say that 10 times fast, you know, unique New York or unique York New. That, never mind, not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. But if you ever look at the world map, they also rearrange all the continents as well. So, it's just like, oh yeah, Africa's always just been next to. Connecticut, yeah, that's right. You know, just like, yeah, some of it's upside down and like shifted around, just as a joke. There's there's a continent called Asia with a Z instead of an S, and just stuff like that. It's it's fun times. Um, so you show is based on Japanese folklore, while Hunter Hunter is more of kind of its own thing. Like, there's clearly influences from the real world. Like, a lot of the characters practice martial arts based on like traditional like karate and kung fu. But, and they use, you know, chi-based attacks, but they change it up and such. But um, it's less realistically based. Well, realistic in big quotes. Um, so Yu Yu Hakusho has an ending. Hunter Hunter is ongoing. It will uh, end eventually. It will end eventually, Maybe. as will all things. Um, hey, did Berserk end recently too? No, Berserk has not ended yet. Uh, uh, when are you going to get a new chapter soon, right? Patrick is trolling. Anyways, um, so you have to show lavishes time and energy on the dynamics of the four main characters, while Hunter Hunter has only a subset of the relations mattering that much. Like basically, all the characters know each other, but there are definitely some people who would never hang out. Like I don't think like Kurapika and Kiloa would ever just like hang. Like unless like Golan's like the heart of it. You have to show has that sort of implicitly, except all the characters still have good dynamics between each other. I think this is like more realistic, and I, I think it speaks to a, another difference that I don't think I mentioned on here, but I believe that Hunter Hunter is much more about like active characters, people who are like looking for things, hence hunting, because hunting in this world is the idea of like seeking rather than like literally hunting. While in Yu show, they are just constantly slammed by like, oh, there's something new coming into the human world and we have to solve it now. We have no time to think for ourselves or think about our own futures. And uh, they definitely reflect the different times in which they were written because when Togashi wrote Yu show, he was a young man and he had to just like slam out pages all the time, like weekly. Meanwhile, by the time of Hunter Hunter, he was so famous, he was allowed to take like long hiatuses, etc. 
Um, so, uh, Yuhakushou is an inventive but traditional shonen, while Hunter x Hunter is an innovative and often deconstructionist uh, shonen that kind of like takes apart like traditional tropes. And I think that's like one of the biggest differences and it reflects not only like a maturation of Togashi and his style, but also just like what does the medium want and like what was the place of like shonen at the time that it was written. Would you like to speak more to that or either of you? Yeah. Um, I also think 
kind of like with a lot of people, he would get into a lot of the hobbies if he was a little stir crazy. Sourdough. Like oh. sourdough, plants. He already is in love with plants. I think that would go. Oh, like he just has a bunch of succulents all over? Yeah, from like simple <laughs> hobby to unhealthy obsession with just plants everywhere. Um, I think he would. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think, so he has this pretense that he's like a 14-year-old boy because, you know, he possessed a 14-year-old, like he possessed a kid 14 years ago. I think at this point he would just be like, oh, weird, I mysteriously got into college right now to get into a microbiology lab to try to help synthesize the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and it, makes you, it makes you wonder if he's like, huh, this, sound, this, this is vaguely familiar. It's kind of like those other 12 that I've experienced throughout my life. Yeah. He was there for like the black plague. <laughs> He was there for like the black plague, you know. Yeah, he's he's all he's all about that not dying with horrible disease. But um, and he of course I think he would just it'd just be three dots is the best way to describe it. He'd be like, I don't care, I'm sitting social distance from everybody and everything anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, whether or not he believed in it, he just wouldn't be near enough people for it to be a problem. He'd probably just yeah, he'd probably just like I don't care. Uh, and then uh, let's see for Voton, hmm. I think she'd just be excited in a weird way, if you think about it. I don't know what that means. I, I well, uh, she's a grim weeper, so... Oh, that's true. No, she's still very sad about people dying. I guess it's when people she cares about die, so... So there's a chance that she would maybe just be like, Oh, I'm swamped, guys. Sorry. Sorry, I can't, I can't help about the demon. They're just so... Mm, just crazy. Did you want to... Genkai would definitely embrace the, not just social distancing, but complete isolation. She'd be like, I'm here in my forest, in my temple, where I'm surrounded just by demons. Don't come near me. Don't come, don't even try to Zoom me, like do a Zoom meeting with me. <laughs> I am here by myself and I am thriving. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta say something. Yo, in a world where Zoom exists, she definitely is a streamer. She's like just like that granny on Twitch, you know, because like she's like huge in the video games if y'all remember you Hawk show, like she has them try a bunch of arcade games when they come to her house. So if you updated the show to today, 30 years later, she would definitely be a Twitch streamer. But maybe, maybe like a VTuber of some sort, she wouldn't want to show her face because then demons who tried to kill her in the past would come after her. She just used her young form, but it's still like, yeah. It's right. She would just look like Bissy. Yeah, basically, she just, she just become young. Actually, that's a good, another good one I didn't even think of. But, um, and then Kuan, Kuan, oh, do you want to say anything about the, uh, uh, in Kuoma, it's just uh, muffled screaming noises in his office is the is what I can think of, really. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, probably wondering if he could work from home, but he still has to go to the office. He lives at home. I think he lives in his office, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of, kind of funny. It's, it's, it's like, I need, to, I need to stay away, I don't want to die. It's like, uh, you're a thousand-year-old spirit that can't die. But, I just, but what about working from home? You are home. So it's just they definitely... <laughs> So that's basically how I think you react to that. Uh, did you want to cover how the Tuguro brothers would react to it? I, I think it's real simple. So the Tuguro brothers, for those who don't know, are basically immortal, like functionally, and unless you kill them, like they're that kind of immortal. They can like heal from most things. Like one of them gets their heart ripped out, the other one like gets like crushed a couple of times. So like I have a feeling they probably have amazing immune systems too. Probably pretty good health insurance as well. Yeah, the demon health insurance man. Mm. Especially, especially the older brother. I'm just thinking, yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, his health insurance, upside down, blue cross. <laughs> oh my god. The fish tank treatment. Yes. Uh, okay, and then Hunter Hunter characters, I I think Gun would try to fight, fight it, thinking it was somebody, like a, an enemy of some sort. 
That's some Goku stuff. Yeah, uh, at least I think so. I, I don't know. I think I think Gohan's smarter than people give him credit for. I think he would maybe get infected by trying to help people in a dumb way. Honestly, is what would happen. He tried to he tried to punch it out of them, no, but <laughs> but um, I mean, if you think about it, he might even be affected on it because he's on an island to begin with. Uh, yeah, but that island has a lot of visitors. Oh, so it's a whaling island, or formerly is a whaling island. Now it's a trading post, so probably a lot of people still visit. So he could still get infected. Oh yeah, that's right. He has all those. Yeah, makes sense. Um, of course. Uh, do you want to say anything about Gon? Gotcha. Right, do you want to do Killer? Um, sure. Um, I think he would be constantly trying to get Gon to stay at home. He would basically be wrangling Gon and just being like, put on your mask, wash your hands. He'd be like the old friend with the hand sanitizer. Yeah, he'd be like, put on your mask, you Yeah, so I think he would definitely take it seriously and he'd just be constantly worrying over his friend, honestly. Best buddies from one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to say anything about Killa? Uh, about, no, I have something about Kodaka. Alright, you want to do the craft together? Yeah. I, I'm noticing a pattern that a lot more of these characters are shut-ins than I remembered, actually. Because Kodaka, even though he's the head of a mob family, uh, most of the time when you see him late in the series is literally just sitting in a room by himself with a bunch of eyeballs around him. So, like, I mean, unless those eyeballs somehow infect him, I think he's probably going to be okay. Yeah, actually, let me reenact how he's going to react to it. Hold on, hold this mic. <laughs> I'm really worried. Oh, okay, okay. I was worried what you were going to do. Now, you you got to cross your fingers, man. Oh, cross your fingers like that? Yeah, there we go. Exactly, exactly. exactly how to respond to that. With his phone off the hook with like a thousand missed calls. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's also in that party line that's missing all the calls. Um, as for Leorio, even though he's kind of like, quote-unquote, the idiot of the group, he becomes book smart because like Kuwabara, he eventually also becomes a doctor. Um, I think if I had to choose what type of doctor both of them would be, it'd probably be surgeon. Um, but for, for a number of reasons, both for like what I think they want to do and also because I think it fits their personality, they're very gung-ho. Um, but uh, I think by virtue of that, he would want to avoid it. I think younger Leorio might have done something different. But I think Leorio, as he exists in the series, where he is literally a doctor, would probably act uh, in a pretty responsible way. Yeah, he'd be, uh, I actually don't know how he's this one. He, he basically would just like, be like, wear masks, you idiots. What are you guys doing? Just like, I think get really, really aggro about it like he does with other things. I wish any of us could do like a Kansai accent, just to do like a good like early Leorio impression. But... Just do the accent from the dub. I didn't watch the dub. You should. Anyways, uh, did you want to cover his soap? Oh, no. Sure, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm kind of like unsure of how oh, he would react. Oh, I, I do know. Uh, he'd be like, there, there's, there's a coronavirus infection? Because of the, you know, because of the end of, uh, remember remember why he wasn't for the for the chimera ants? Oh, yeah, where he was just uninformed, yeah. yeah. There's a chance he would be totally uninformed, maybe have gotten it, just thought he had the flu, and like, been miraculously unaffected, because he has like, He's very vital. He's an incredibly vital person. So there's a chance he would be a, one of the people who would just not have that much symptoms. So I'm gonna bet on that. Bet on that. All right. So yeah, I think I think that's probably a good good thing. Uh, a really good uh, analysis and a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe for him it is a good thing. Maybe for him it would be a good thing that he had it. He'd do it like poison damage. Right <laughs> then. All right. So uh, biscuit. Um, I think she would be. With, I I with her very sternness. I think she'd be like. Be like, uh, you know, wash your hands, do all this sort of like, uh, so like how get, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think of you, but just like a very stern about that, sort of like a Kurobara almost. What do you think? I think 
so I think she would probably had used this time to catch up on her hobbies, like probably she seems like low-key an Atomi game player, so oh, she'd probably be doing that, and probably I feel like she'd be on TikTok. Probably oh like a similar having kinds of streamer, she'd be a TikTok streamer. Yeah, but she does look way younger. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I, I that'd be a good one. I'm imagining the two of them in like a Twitter argument. Who? Yeah, guy and Vizky. Uh, yeah, there's a rival of uh, V streamers. Yeah, oh my god. VTubers, VTubers. No, one's a VTuber, the other is an actual person. Yeah, fair enough. Which one is which, though? It's pretty obvious. Okay, fair enough. Alright, so uh, the next one is Crow Lucifer. I think he would not care if not enjoy it because it means less people hurt him to kill if they already have it. Yeah, I wonder if they would find some way to use the overpackedness of hospitals to steal medical equipment, honestly. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, some weird, some very like weird enterprising thing. Some very weird enterprising strategy. Exactly. So I think I think that'd be a good way to take advantage of that in his eyes. What, uh, what do you think? Or did you want to cover your own? Oh, I could do so. I would say probably would definitely believe in alternatives. Oh no. <laughs> so, we're not going to leave it at that. He's one of those people. So, whatever that means. His own inner power would help defeat it all. So. He probably has stolen a power with like immunization stuff going on. I don't know. He would preach to other people that they don't need anything, but he would severely take it himself. That, he seems like that kind of guy. But, um, yeah, oh, and then. Illumi the would definitely be the one who takes it from 0 to 100 in terms of. At least not for even himself, but just for Kiloa. Similar, Kiloa would try to be protective of Bone. I think Illumi would try to shove Kiloa into a, probably a panic room. And be like, you're never coming out, going outside. You're going to stay here. Oh, and that does sound right. Yeah. You're going to survive through this. I got you, but in the <laughs> scariest way possible. The so. scariest, most codependently abusive way possible. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say another thing, I think Patrick, you might have written this, that like basically when he finds out about coronavirus, he'd be like, oh, did one of Milky's like diseases get out? Because like their brother is like a, a tech genius and may or may not have like, you know, some biotech abilities. What is this slide? Oh, oh crap, sorry, that, that was wrong, wrong uh, convention, wrong convention, sorry guys. Uh, uh, basically, uh, basically just going on, we, uh, we like to talk about what Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter meant to us. So, let's go with it. Uh, it is it is four forty nine. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can say this and then we'll open it up for questions. Whatever you guys want to ask after that. Exactly. So so to me, I always considered you hop shooters to really weird. Let's just do an order so that makes sense. Oh, okay, I'm gonna read mine off because I think I wrote it better than I could just say right now. <laughs> uh, but as a kid with a lot of potential, a lack of discipline, and an inability to connect with my emotions, Yusuke, his outsidership, and his development as an individual and uh, membership in a found family were aspirational. His struggles provided a lens for me to reconcile my idealism to adult responsibility and a tough and uncertain world. In my opinion, what Yu Hakusho meant to me is that it was really... At first, it was this weird show that I saw as a bumper on a somewhere. where this, this giant red guy was spanking a baby in, a, in an ad. I was like, why are they on TV? And very confusion. And Hunter Hunter is just... Well, it's, oh, that's that anime I saw on Crunchyroll that's next to the recommendation section that I never visit, ever. Next to um, Kubiashi Dragon Maid. But uh, as it turned out, that it, uh, its parallelism with its friends and a relationship really, uh, really came full circle when I had friends and experienced it myself with these great group of people. 
So it's, it was a wild ride, and I love, uh, I love it. I love both shows, and they mean a lot to me now. For me, you'll watch shows from my childhood. Watched it on Tsunami and once it was on Adult Swim at 2 a.m. in the morning, I would sneak downstairs to watch it while my parents were asleep. You know, worth the worth all the all-nighters, you know, and then I would rewatch it once a year, like a different arc, a different season. And it took me a little while to warm up to Hunter Hunter because I just had such sentimental value. Lazy Hawk show, I was like, I don't know, people keep hugging this other show, and I just want to be special and think that the first show is better, but then I gave Hunter Hunter a try during the pandemic, which I think a lot of people did, and I fell in love, and it's like, going to like one of my favorite characters ever, Sina and I just love the different plots, all the different themes, and it makes it made me cry like every single season made me cry which is kind of common i cry a lot but <laughs> this was special tears tears of joy and tears of sadness for our favorite characters yeah, yeah. Uh, i agree with you on that crying part i can't get through uh i can't get through departure anymore without tearing up especially after the chimera and arc so yeah there's that Oh, yeah, anything else? But yeah, but you know, it's it's been great doing this with everybody. And I really love all these shows now. I must have watched Hunter like three times by now. Working on a fourth, so yeah, it's 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 my new Deep Space Nine. Okay. So, all right. Q and A, ask away. Any questions? Yeah, we're opening to you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll run around with the microphone. Yeah, and this will be on the podcast, so if you guys want to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, actually, could you, could you come up and then... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just realized this, like, is not that long. <laughs> or, yeah. Come on, let's do it. Wait, so is Hunter supposed to really continue it? Uh, it's continuing in the manga. The problem is right now it's on a big hiatus. I was going to um, say, like, excuse me, sir, is there more? <laughs> so there is, like, at least a whole season's worth of more. And like it has one of, the, I will not explain what I'm about to say, but it has one of the best fights I've ever seen in any manga currently running. Um, but it's not a full season, like, and they're in the middle of things. And it's frankly, they've set up a very complicated scenario. So when he eventually does come back, if he does, um, it will be fireworks. But I would say that do not read unless you are willing to kind of get something midway through a season. Okay. Yeah. There, there's actually rumors that they were going to do another season of that, and and like. And doing a season of it, but the thing is that, like Joe said, right where it is, it's like a season, an arc, a, a arc and a half, and it ends at a really weird place. So I don't think they really want to finish it until they do at least make progress, like the Chimera arc. So there's that. Did you have anything to add to that? Not particular. Um, I would say I hope because I think a lot of shows that kind of diverge from the manga. I was going to make a Hunter Hunter Brotherhood joke and then I realized that Hunter Hunter 2011 already is Hunter Hunter Brotherhood, the Hunter Hunter 99. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Brotherhood, except it's good, though, right? Oh, damn. Oh, oh, yeah, we have very divergent opinions about Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Oh. Ask me about it for the panel. Any, any other questions <laughs> that anybody has? Uh, back there? Please come up. Sorry about that. Sorry. I, we, I really we, wish it was, was wireless, wireless, we would like bring it back. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, could you? Uh, 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 uh
Oh, God, that's incredibly tough. That's a hard one. Uh, it's, so it's, it's kind of a jargon question, but like basically there's a power system in the show called Nen, which is like a chi-based power system, but has a lot more rules put on top of it than just, you know, emission and stuff like that. Um, there's different categories that involve like the emission of energy, the transmutation of energy into physical objects, uh, things like that, uh, like the conjuring of, sorry, that's conjuring and then trans Anyways, it's a very complicated system. And so oftentimes in order to understand like a character's fighting style, like, you need to understand like what is their specialty and then like what is their power. And uh, the question was basically like based on personality traits and like various other attributes, can we try to guess what sort of men category they would be in? And um, my guess, like honestly, I know this is like a big cop-out, is specialist. Just because like he's been shown to do many wide and varied things in the manga. In the manga, because he does not do this in the anime. Um, to the point where like, I feel there's gotta be some weird contract going like, you can't raise your son or something like that. Like, yeah, that would be terrible if the contract was literally like, oh yeah, I'll get stronger by abandoning my child. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be something like, abandon and he comes back and then like, he, he eats an or, or eats gone or something. I don't know. There's some weird ones. Uh, as you, if you watched, if you guys watched, you know, obviously that's some conditions. But uh, do you guys have any other? Oh, sorry. Oh, wait a second. Um, I would say probably specialist or I don't know, like whereas Gung Ho and Yishin, but he's also I don't know, like Alyssa's bones, like he's thinking of like he's trying to in many ways kind of get going and follow like Jimmy and all that like little and stuff. You see Conjure. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of time, but if you guys want like a very thorough breakdown, look up Super Eyepatchable. He has a YouTube channel. He breaks down what he thinks is Gene's uh, Nentype. I forget what he eventually settled on, but I don't think he was specialist. And he has a lot more evidence than me, but this is just my my theory. He's also basing it on criteria that are listed in the manga and not in the anime as well. So he cross-referenced both lists because they, they're slightly different. Uh, I think, thank you for guys. Thank you for coming. Uh, we're a podcast, The Spirit Hunters. That's our name. We have a Spirit Hunter pod on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Or on, iTunes, uh, iTunes. on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're basically wherever podcasts aren't sold. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, definitely, uh, if you guys are interested in listening, check us out and in the school at Spirit, the Spirit Hunters podcast. There's also a couple of ghost ones, so don't click on those. We're not haunted. Yeah, there's like a couple of ghost hunting shows, so they're not us. Yeah, we don't hunt ghosts yet. Next week, baby. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.